Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. Today's podcast, we're going to take a look at practice as we get ready to hit the field again for what's going to be a spring season uh, starting in February. This is Mark Holcomb of the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. Now, uh, a couple of things I'm going to go over today is just basic uh, practice planning uh, tips, things to consider when you're looking at uh, planning practice. And I I know some of you that listen to this podcast have probably already played. Uh, Our school's in North Carolina, so we haven't played yet. So uh, I just wanted to kind of revisit some of these. I know we've been kind of on and off the field. Uh, But just some ideas. I actually did a a presentation for uh, the Glacier Drive. Uh, a couple of months back and this is one of the things we talked about and uh, got quite a few questions about it after we did it so just wanted to uh, hit some highlights and talk about uh, how we plan practice and some of the things that we're we're doing just some ideas Um, I think some things to consider when you're planning practice uh, you know uh, is your school a a two platoon team are you not a two platoon team Uh, are you going to try and practice JV and varsity together uh, you know, at the same time, are your squads, you know, independent of each other? And, and the, the reason I say this is because I've seen a lot of uh, programs, uh, not just in my area, but around the state, that their JV and varsity are two so, totally separate programs with a different staff. Uh, you know, we, we've never had the, uh, really, really never desired to do that at the schools I've been at. And some of them even run different offenses and different defenses, which is a, a little bit different too. But obviously, the, uh, you know, number of kids you have in your program uh, is going to have, uh, you know, an effect on what you do when you when you plan practice. So I think uh, that's question number one that you have to uh, consider when you're planning practice. Number two, I think, is to script or not script. You know, there are uh, a couple of different thoughts uh, uh, about what to do in terms of planning practice with a script. You know, from w- one standpoint, you have everything very organized and you kind of know what's going on. Uh, from a negative standpoint, I think uh, your your maybe your coordinators don't get as much uh, you know live game action. So I'll talk a little bit about kind of what we've uh, what we've done to try to make sure that we're organized. Now we are a, a team that scripts, and uh, one of the reasons we do obviously we take a you know breakdown off of huddle, and uh, we have a game planning template that uh, is on our website that we use for offense and defense, and it basically. Once we input the data from Huddle into that, uh, it will print scripts for us uh, or, or, or make scripts for us for the rest of the week uh, for practices on Monday through uh, through Thursday. And so, you know, that kind of part is done on the front end a little bit on your, your weekend meetings or whatever you do. Actually, we don't have weekend meetings anymore. We do everything through uh, Google Drive, which is, you know, for another day. Uh, but, you know, our scripts are pretty much done. Uh, when we hit the field on Monday for the entire week. And, you know, uh, I think you got to break things down and look at, you know, how much time do you have? You know, we're looking at now uh, starting practice in February, and uh, daylight savings time is going to get us. Uh, we're going to get out of school at 3.30 every day. And by the time we get everything everything said and done, probably be on the field by 4. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be dark by uh, 5.30, 5.45 at the latest uh, so, you know, it's going to, uh, we feel like scripting is going to help us out a little bit more, just be a little bit more organized. Um, speaking of that, t- you know, time, uh, we are 
a, a two-hour practice. You know, that's basically what we look at. I know a lot of people, uh, I've been a part of programs that have gone for three hours, and I know a lot of people now are actually going towards the opposite way and going shorter. But I think that, you know, you need to make your, your expectations known to your your coaches and your players up front. You know, we're going to go two hours and we're going to go, you know, how are we going to practice? We're going to uh, practice at a pretty good pace. You know, teach your coaches those catchphrases to use as opposed to, you know, giving a kid a dis- dissertation on the field, uh, you know, and, and learn how – teach your coaches how to coach on the run. I think that's a, a big issue too. Now, you know, there are times at the beginning of the season, uh, especially early August, when we will go a little bit more than two hours, but we're generally at that time like installing uh, special teams. But once we try to get on, we try to, you know, start the season with a two-hour practice, and then as the season goes on, kind of take some of those periods off as we go uh, now, we're going to do something this year a little bit different. Um, you know, with the, the school being a little different, we're on an A-day, B-day period uh, or, or schedule. So our kids, uh, half of our kids are in on Mondays and Tuesdays, and half of our kids are in on Thursdays and Fridays. And on Wednesdays, everybody's remote. So we're going to try to use this as a kind of a, I don't know, a, a laboratory and, and, you know, go Monday full, Tuesday full, try to look back at Wednesday and maybe go Wednesday morning and uh, go light, like the, the no sweat Wednesday that a lot of people are talking about. Thursday, uh, get things back going again with our pads, uh, you know, trying to work up to the game and see how that, you know, that works for us. Um, you know, uh, the, the next thing, organization. You know, we, we our practice plans are in five-minute increments. Uh, so we have a period clock. So if you have a period clock or somebody with a timer or whatever that you may have, you know, I think that you got to keep up with that and stick to it. I will be the first one to admit that, um, you know, I'm guilty. I'm, I'm the head coach, but I'm also the offensive line coach. So I get over and you guys that coach offensive line know that we can't have enough individual time. So I'll get over there and kind of get lost in the time. And next thing I know, I'm, you know, a period behind. So, you know, have somebody who uh, makes sure that they can keep up with the clock and the timer and try to stick to that. I think it matters, you know, when you look at a player and say, you know, we're going to practice 18 periods today. You know, and they look over there and the, the clock's on period 22 and they're still going. I think that, you know, that matters to those to those guys. Um, the next thing I think you need to consider when you're, uh, you're planning a practice schedule is uh, the amount of contact. Uh, you know, before actually deciding what the amount of contact is, what do you define as contact? You know, is contact any body-to-body drill? Is contact taking somebody to the ground? Is contact a thud period? You know, I think... Uh, being in this for, for you know upper 20s uh, 20 years uh, I've gone from seeing you know practices where it was just knocked down drag out Oklahoma drill all the time uh, taking players to the ground all the time and getting some of those injuries and I think we as football coaches uh, and associations have done a pretty good job of backing that contact down most states now are limiting contact what they consider to be you know, body to body to the ground contact uh, in in practice, so you can't have a certain a certain amount. And I think you know, uh, there's all, always debates about that. I would say we tend to err on the side of more contact with our JVs and less contact with our varsity kids. Now, but that just comes with I think practicing too. I think our varsity kids understand a little bit more. We're not trying to hit kids in the knees, the ankles, and I think on JV a lot of times kids are just trying to. You know get people on the ground and uh you know obviously we uh teach tackling we teach all these things and uh you know the heads up tackling and, and the seahawk tackling we teach all those different things in our groups 
And, uh, you know, you've got to practice them and you got to do them. But I think a lot of times you can get better at tracking players as opposed to just hitting them, uh, you know, and, and taking them to the ground all the time. Um, now, when, you, when you're considering your, your plan, uh, you know, just an idea of how we kind of break things down from a daily standpoint. Okay, so we're going to go Monday is basically going to be our fix day and just a general introduction of the team we're playing. So like our first and 10 plays, you know, their most common plays uh, on offense and, you know, their, their base fronts. We're going to look at those things uh, on Monday. Tuesday, we're going to spend a lot more time with our goal line and coming out offense and with against their, you know, goal line offense and, uh, you know, just try to, to figure out some of the things that you do there because those are ways we can, you know, steal some plays. And a lot of that time, your goal line plays and your coming out plays, you know, overlap. And so I think that's a, a way to steal a little bit of time too. Uh, we'll go back and visit some first and tens during that time too. Uh, Wednesdays, we're going to go big, big, heavy third down, uh, third and short, third and medium, third and long. Uh, you know, we're going to work on those a lot. Now, if you think about this, some of your third and shorts have probably already uh, been introduced with your goal line and you're coming out because those are kind of the, the same type deals. But everything to this point is scripted. Now, what we do to allow the, the coordinators to kind of call the game a little bit is on Wednesday, we will run a kind of a play the game script. And so what we do here is, uh, you know, I'm going to spot the ball and just yell, it's third and eight. All right now, my offensive coordinator knows he's got to get he's got to get a third and eight call. My defensive coordinator knows he's got to get a third and eight call. So now it's not scripted; they're playing the actual game, so they're getting their calls in their kids and communicating. And then the next play will be you know third and three. The next play will be third and twelve. The next play will be third and one. So we'll go through a third down script uh, with that at the end of practice to kind of uh, let those guys. Uh, you know, you know, call the game. Wednesday is a pretty big blitz day too. We're going to work on blitz pickup and you know all of our hot routes and stuff during Scaly and during some of these uh, some of this team situation. Uh, Thursdays for us is like a ghost game. If you go back in uh, a few podcasts earlier, I'm not exactly sure which one it is, but uh, there's a podcast earlier that we talked about uh, a ghost game, uh, which is what we do and kind of. Uh, you, you know, taking those uh, ideas. I think it's uh, yeah, it's podcast fourteen. If you go back and look at that, it's May fourth of twenty twenty. Um, I talked about the practice schedule of a ghost game. We try to include everything there, every situation that you can have, from uh, you know, taking a safety with your punt team to taking a safety uh, with your offense late in the game. Uh, obviously, onside kick hands, uh, fake punts. Uh, you know, Hail Mary plays, all those things that we try to include on that Thursday because we want to make sure that our kids are prepared when that comes up for them. Um, we talked about a zero period. We do a, a, a we're pretty big now on a, a zero period. And in that zero period, we just, uh, you know, do some, some pre-practice stuff with our, our snappers, holders, uh, you know, uh, get guys out and tackling circuits, turnover circuits, a screen period, jets, just all kinds of different things for about a 10-minute period prior to starting. Uh, practices when we get some, you know, we can steal some time for our players that are, uh, you know, not actually involved in some of those things. This is where our offensive line can and defensive lines can steal a lot of practice time because, you know, it's just extra individual. Most of those guys are not on the, you know, the kickoff teams. They're not, they're not, uh, some of them might be snappers, but we don't allow our quarterbacks to hold so that we can steal time 
with our holders, uh, with our quarterbacks during this time for more individual. And then, you know, firm believer in, you know, coming together before practice starts, kind of let the guys know this is, all right, we're in period one. We're going to hit it running, so let's go. So just start that. Um, you know, practice, I think, and just my opinion, should build from from uh, small to big. Now, you know, I do think you have to mix things up a little bit uh, with kids. But, you know, in general, I would say that, uh, you know, you're going to you're gonna try to start out with your individual or everyday drills. Uh, you know, you created, we have a database of these created. And so when we have a new coach come in, it's easy for those drills to be passed on to that person. You know, we'll move from individual drills to kind of a, a group period. And that group period could be run fits. That could be inside run, perimeter run, could be pass rush, pass pro, routes on air, one-on-ones, uh, seven-on-seven. I mean, there's just a lot of different things we can do. And then culminating at the end uh, or later in the day, and we mix in our team periods a little bit more, but uh, with the offense and defensive team and situations. You know, uh, obviously, when you're sitting down planning your practice period uh, and, and, and each week, it's going to change. You know, if you're playing a – a double wing team that runs, you know, runs the ball. You're probably going to drop Pascali out. Uh, if you're playing a, a again a, playing a team that throws the ball 80% of the time, you're probably going to shorten your inside run or take it out. So I think you have to be able to uh, function within what you're getting uh, and the, the teams that you're playing. Uh, you know, bad weather I think is one of the things that uh, you know we have generally a lot of you know in, in the past a lot of people have said all right we're going to watching film and go home well bad weather when we get inside it allows us to do a lot of our recognition a lot of plays versus air uh and then when we get outside so let's just say we have a you know a, a rainy day well so we'll go inside and do a lot of our our work inside and then go outside and and kind of combine our team run and team pass together and just get what we can done on the field you know obviously there are days when we can't get out at all but you know i think when you're working your practice plans, you know, if you're seeing a bad bad weather coming, you might need to figure out, you know, we, can we still a little bit more time this day or can we, you know, do maybe move our film sessions to the next day and try to figure out a way to uh, steal some time from that day where you can get out, you know, so that's, uh, and I think as coaches sometimes we, uh, you know, we worry about, uh, uh, you know, a lot of different things. I think the, 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 the Cleveland Browns or somebody went, and won a game this week, this year, with uh, with two days of practice because of COVID and everything else. And I'm sure there are a number of stories out there about guys picking up teams at the last minute. You know, practice. If your practice is running smoothly and your schemes are solid, I think they're gonna they're gonna work against a lot of different people. Uh, so you can think about that. Special teams. Now we we're gonna punt uh, and PAT every day. Uh, we're gonna do a fake every day. We're gonna do a fire. Uh, and how we generally do this is like our JV team will be punting on one end of the field and our varsity will be PAT and then we'll just flip it. You know, we're going to hit punt return on Monday. We're going to hit punt return on Wednesday. And we're going to hit punt return on Thursday. All right, so we're going to get those into kickoff return. We're going to hit that on Monday and Thursday. And obviously if we're playing a team that, you know, their guy kicks it in the end zone, then, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to give it a little bit of extra oomph that week, but also just if they're not used to covering all right, but we're not going to waste time if a guy kicks it 15 yards into the end zone every time. We're not going to waste a lot of time that. We kick off on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and now this also depends. Right now we share kickers with our soccer team. So this also depends on when we can get them, and so we have to work those guys 
uh, through two. And onside kick and hands, like I said, we're going to hit that in our ghost game uh, on Thursday. We're going to go over, uh, you know, how to muddle huddle, water bucket, whatever you call it. We're going to go over lining those up. And then we're going to block kicks with our special team circuit during our zero period uh, on Thursday. So we're going to work on all those things to try to hit them, to try to make sure, you know, uh, special teams, I think, need to be incorporated. And I think the best thing to do if you can, and right now we're not able to do this because of kids going from soccer practice or soccer games, but I think the best thing you can is it's best to break up, you know, practice with your special teams. Uh, and don't just go out and, and, and kick to be kicked. And I think you need to spend time with each other talking about, uh, you know, the nuances of it, you know, breaking down to, in, into some uh, individual uh, drill work. Um, you know, I think I've covered everything about offense and defense uh, pretty much, you know, uh, each week we're going to obviously go over all of our down and distances. I said, you know, talked about playing the game again. Uh, you know, you know, one of the things we're going to try to build in this year is a little bit of just, uh, I guess you'd call it kind of game confusion. So we're going to do a five-minute period. So let's just say this week we're going to do a five-minute period and we're going to put the ball down at the 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 40-yard line, All right? The offense is down by two scores, uh, and so now your defense is working on their situation where, you know, they're trying to slow the game down. Uh, you know, offense is down by two scores. There's four minutes to go in the game or five minutes to go in the game because that's the length of the period, and your defense knows that they got to, you know, if they can get them off the field or they can at least slow down and do that your offense works with a sense of urgency and does that all right and tries to you know tries to speed things up and, and you this is you get your two minute offense in you work with that then the next week switch it up in that five minute period and now the defense is down by two scores with five minutes to go and teach those guys how to you know get unpiled quick uh you know try to you're, you're obviously going for a strip here you know, trying to work that, and your offense is working your your four minute or your slowdown offense. So I think this is a way to work in some of your situations into practice. It's a five minute period. You can do it one day a week. Uh, I think that's a you know a good idea to do that. Defense, obviously, we're going formation and alignment. We're going to do that as much as we can. We want our kids to communicate as much as possible. Obviously, we're going to work on tackle tackling and. Uh, turnovers, position specific, and you know try to do those things, and we want to teach as much you know football awareness as we can. You know, know the down and distance, know the score, know the time. Uh, you know, know where their best guys at. You know, find find that guy that uh, that can change the game. So we want to try to uh, incorporate those things as much too. Um, you know, one of the last things I think I would say is just when we we do mix things up from time to time. So we may come out on a uh, a Tuesday and say just spot the ball at the 40-yard line. The offense is going in. Uh, it's it's now first down. So we're going to, you know, if, as long as the offense keeps getting first downs, they keep going. If the defense gets a three and out, that period's done. You're off the field. All right, and work that all the way down to if you can get your kicking game involved. You know, if you get a, a if you need a kicker or if you need, you know, don't, don't give them a situation. Just say it's first down at the 40-yard line. We're going in. Uh, next week come out and say it's first down on the eight, we're going in. You know, so just work on those different situations with your kids uh, as much as possible. Uh, you know, I think that can happen. Uh, the last thing I would say about planning practice, you know, we use Google Sheets. We, uh, uh, you know, we, this is a, a way that everybody who's on your, 
you know, your email list can kind of go in and, uh, you know, we share this with our coaches. They can edit it where they need to edit it. And it makes things a lot easier, makes people a lot more prepared. Uh, you know, as much as you can, sticking to a Monday practice plan, a Tuesday practice plan, a Wednesday practice plan, a Thursday practice plan, as much as you can, sticking to those, I think, makes it better for your coaches and it makes it better for your players. And like I said before, I think you can work some change-ups in there every now and then just to uh, give your kids a different look like that spot the ball. Uh, you know, another thing we've done that uh, we stole from uh, a school up the road is uh, – you know, work doing 11 on 11 versus uh, two different groups. So your your offense is going, and on one side you got a uh, a four down front, on the other side you got a three down front. Just trying to work those back and forth. Same thing with your defense. Uh, you know, working on recognizing formations because you want to be prepared, even if you don't see what you're you know expecting to see. I think that's uh, the job of a coach too. So uh, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you have any ideas or questions. Please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. That's at FB Coaches Corner. Email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com with your comments or questions. Um, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, which is uh, footballcoachescorner.com. There's information on there about our scout checklist. Also, the game planning templates for offense and defense that I spoke about earlier um, in this podcast. Uh, we also have some free downloads on there, uh, some stuff that I've spoken about in the past and access to our previous podcast. If this is your first time listening, please hit the subscribe button. Leave us a rating and a review. Uh, this rating helps move us up the rankings. Feel free to share our podcast with anyone that you feel would enjoy it. Uh, if you have topics out there, coaches, I know some of you are going into a season, some of you are coming out of a season. Uh, if you have topics you'd like us to cover in the future, just let us know through Twitter or email. We'll be glad to get to those topics. Uh, if you would like to be a guest on our program, this could be something that we could do very easily with a phone call. Uh, you know, it's, uh, just ask questions and, and, and talk a little bit of football. I know a, a lot of people who listen to this just enjoy talking football. And some of you, like I said before, if you're out of season, uh, you're probably looking for some football to talk right now. Uh, but thanks again for listening. And until next time, coaches, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.